Welcome to the Wow Community Jokes. Have you ever been lost? Can you go back and relive that moment or moments and just think about the feelings that you felt at that time? The, these feelings of lostness. Of, do you remember what it was like, the unknowns and the uncertainties as you're trying to just make sense of your surroundings? Maybe you're thinking, yeah, that's exactly what I'm feeling right now, Kev. Thanks for the reminder. Uh, 2020 has been a year of lostness. But have you ever felt lost only to find out that you were actually in the right place? You were right where you needed to be? You were on the right path? Or perhaps you were a little off track, but at least generally you were moving in the right direction and you can kind of breathe this sigh of relief. <sighs> the other week I was over at Shoppers Drug Mart here in town and this van pulled up and a lady got out of the passenger seat holding this piece of paper with what looked to be directions on it. And she just asked, where are we? I said, you're in Binbrook. And she said, oh, thank goodness. And she yelled over to the driver, see, we're in Binbrook. Now, men in directions, that's a different story. But there was this sense of relief that it was right where they needed to be. They were on the right track. So I said, well, where do you need to be in Binbrook? She said, well, we're looking for Kirk Road. And I said, well, good news again. Kirk Road is literally just a couple kilometers south of here. If you just drive down there, it's a cross street that goes across this road here. And she, again, there was this sense of relief, like, okay, we're almost there. It helped her kind of get her bearings and understand that even though they had this sense of being lost, they were actually moving in the right direction. And I share this because I think that's what a lot of us feel, especially going throughout 2020. We either feel it or have felt it at some point throughout this year, or we go back and forth feeling it just depending on the day. Your morning might start off well and then it ends with, where are we? And it's this sense of where am I? Where are we? What are the next steps? But what if I told you that you're right where you need to be? Yeah, that you're not far off. What if I told you that you're not alone? You may feel lost right now, but God is with you. And you are right where you need to be. And he is wanting to lead you to where you need to be, which may simply be just a few kilometers away. See, I'm excited for tonight's message because it's a message of hope. It's a reminder that the future is bright. It's a message of vision and of mission, despite the feeling of not fully knowing where we are. And I've admitted time and time again that I feel that constantly. But tonight, God's put on my heart just this, this message of hope to share with our church to say, hey, you are on the right track. You are moving in the right direction, and I am with you. You see, this feeling of lostness for me, it began well before COVID. It began probably the moment God put on my heart and Amanda's heart, my wife, that this idea of beginning a new church, of starting a new church right here in Binbrook, that's when our lostness began. And I'm like, what are we doing? But I've also seen God's faithfulness and provision time and time and time again to know well enough that we are on the right path. 
So tonight, I want to share a message with you about the vision of the well. We can call it the well basics or the well 101. Because from day one, it was never about building a monument. It's always been about stepping into a movement. So if you are part of the well family, if you attend here, if you call the well home, you are part of this movement. It's a movement of what God is doing right here in Binbrook. And you are part of this movement of what he wants to do in and through us as he makes his presence known around the world. Before we look any further, though, we have to ground ourselves in the text that helped shape the Well Community Church. And that's the Gospel of John, chapter 4, which is the story of the woman at the well. So let's dig in. Jesus came into Sychar, a Samaritan village that bordered the field Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was still there. Jesus, worn out by the trip, sat down at the well. It was noon. A woman, a Samaritan, came to draw water. Jesus said, Would you give me a drink of water? His disciples had gone to the village to buy food for lunch. The Samaritan woman, taken aback, asked, How come you, a Jew, are asking me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? Jews in those days wouldn't be caught dead talking to Samaritans. Jesus answered, If you knew the generosity of God and who I am, you would be asking me for a drink, and I would give you fresh, living water. The woman said, Sir, you don't even have a bucket to draw with, and this well is deep, so how are you going to get this living water? Are you a better man than our ancestor Jacob, who dug this well and drank from it, he and his sons and livestock, and passed it down to us? Jesus said, Everyone who drinks this water will get thirsty again and again. Anyone who drinks the water I will give never thirsts, not ever. The water I give will be an artesian spring within, gushing fountains of endless life. The woman said, Sir, give me this water so I won't ever get thirsty, won't ever have to come back to this well again. He said, Go, call your husband and then come back. I have no husband, she said. That's nicely put. I have no husband. You've had five husbands, and the man you're living with now isn't even your husband. You spoke the truth there, sure enough. Oh, so you're a prophet. Well, tell me this. Our ancestors worship God at this mountain, but you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place for worship, right? Believe me, woman, the time is coming when you Samaritans will worship the Father neither here at this mountain nor there in Jerusalem. You worship guessing in the dark. We Jews worship in the clear light of day. God's way of salvation is made available through the Jews, but the time is coming, and it has in fact come, when what you're called will not matter, and where you go to worship will not matter. It's who you are and the way you live that count before God. Your worship must engage your spirit in the pursuit of truth. That's the kind of people the Father is out looking for, those who are simply and honestly themselves before him and their worship. God is sheer being itself, spirit. Those who worship him must do it out of their very being, their spirits, their true selves and adoration. The woman said, I don't know about that. I do know that the Messiah is coming. When he arrives, we'll get the whole story. I am he, Jesus said. You don't have to wait any longer or look any further. Just then his disciples came back. They were shocked. They couldn't believe he was talking with that kind of a woman. No one said what they were all thinking, but their faces showed it. The woman took the hint and left. In her confusion, she left her water pot. Back in the village, she told the people, come and see a man who knew about all the things I did, who knows me inside and out. Do you think this could be the Messiah? And they went out to see for themselves. 
Many of the Samaritans from that village committed themselves to him because of the woman's witness. He knew all the things I did. He knows me inside and out. They asked him to stay on, so Jesus stayed two days. A lot more people entrusted their lives to him when they heard what he had to say. They said to the woman, we're no longer taking this on your say-so. We've heard it for ourselves and know it for sure. He's the savior of the world. Wow, this story, it is packed with goodness. But what I love is that Jesus keeps reassuring his disciples that a movement is happening among them. He tells this woman at the well that there's a movement happening right now at this very moment that is beyond her imagination. So how does this impact you and I? Well, I believe that just like the woman at the well, we too are called to make Jesus known so that lives and communities are transformed. So tonight I want to discuss how we can do that. And first, we have to believe that this is bigger than any one of us. You have to believe that this is bigger than you. You see, this movement is bigger than any one of us. Just like Jesus told the woman at the well, if you knew the generosity of God and who I am, you would be asking me for a drink. This is so much bigger than we understand. The woman took it to mean the literal water at the well, but Jesus was speaking to her heart, and he was about to show her that this was bigger than she could ever imagine. You see, everyone who, who looks to draw their satisfaction from the wells of the world, pleasure, popularity, possessions, politics, powers, prestige, family, friends, fame, fortune, career, children, sports, sex, success, religion, education, entertainment, exercise, health, hobbies, will soon be thirsty again. But through Jesus, we can be filled with living water, the living water of Jesus Christ, and we can be part of this movement that's happening, something that's bigger than you and than me. See, sure, God put it on my heart to start a church here in Vinbrook, but that doesn't make it about me. He also put it on the hearts of Chris and Alex, and he connected us together. And then we're soon joined by others and others, and it still keeps continuing to grow. And if that's not humbling enough, God also put it on the hearts of Michael and Olivia Bronson, who started Mountainside, another church in our community, at the exact same time. Like, he, the day that we moved into the community, they dropped their Facebook video saying, hey, a new church is coming to Binbrook, and everyone thought it was us, and I'm like, no, that's another church. But what they've even modeled from the get-go is that this is bigger than any one of us. It's bigger than any specific church. It's about making Jesus known. It's about making Jesus famous. What they've modeled is that they began services a year before we did, and they invited me to come speak to their church about our church. Did you hear that? Mountainside invited us into their church to tell their church plant about our church plant. This is kingdom stuff. This is bigger than you or me or any one specific church, but this is a movement of God, and you are invited to participate. Man, 
You see, the vision of the Well Community Church is so much larger than the Well Community Church. It's about making Jesus known so that lives and communities will be transformed. It's about making Jesus famous. I heard another pastor say recently, the reason we're talking about the Apostle Paul 2,000 years later is that Paul's work wasn't about Paul. It was about Jesus and the mission of the church. If our mission and our vision is all about us, it will die with us. But our mission is to make Jesus known so that lives and communities will be transformed. And our vision is to see that happen by connecting, growing, giving, and going. See, this is the paradigm that we use to prayerfully discern next steps and ministry opportunities and making sure we balance things well, that we're not just always connecting, but that we're, we're also giving back and that we're not just always do giving, but that we're also growing. And you see, even in this story, you can see it follow a similar paradigm. The woman encounters Jesus. She connects with him. She then grows in her understanding of him as he reveals himself to her. And then she's even willing to give him water, although she has questions about it. And she goes back to her community to share this encounter with others. She has been transformed. And who else is transformed? Her community. Now, these words, connect, grow, give, go, they're not necessarily linear. I know people who have given and served on mission strip teams before ever knowing Jesus and having a relationship with him. But these, works, these words act as a framework in how we structure our ministries so that we can make sure Jesus is being made known so that we too will see lives and our communities transformed. Now, if you're like me though, sometimes you start thinking these big picture ideas and you start to feel overwhelmed and you can get a little paralyzed. Like, how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna get from point A to point B? This seems crazy. Well, that's when God often reminds me that this is so much bigger than you, Kevin. This is so much bigger than any one of us. This is about him. Therefore, it's not about believing what I can do. It's about believing God can. You see, we serve a God who creates amazing things out of nothing. He speaks words and creates worlds. So why don't we believe he'll do the same for his church? Why do we question that? Why do we operate out of this theology of scarcity and we need to hang on to it rather than abundance? Henry Ford once said, whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't, you're right. You see, it's about our mindset. Are our minds fixed upon Jesus? We must believe that God can and that God will, and then we get to watch him do it. I love the line from verse 23 from the message translation that reads, that's the kind of people the Father is out looking for. Those who are simply and honestly themselves before him in their worship. Because when you come simply and honestly as yourself before God, you know that it's not about you. 
You know what fears and limitations and shortcomings are. But you also know that it's all about him. And that's what God longs for. God longs for our hearts to be fully dependent upon him. Because God can. He can heal you. He can restore you. He can provide for you. He can give you hope. He can give you life. You see, our values at the well are authenticity, acceptance, community, generosity, and rest. And we can live all of these things out because we believe in a God who can and will and does accept us for who we are. We believe in a God who provides generously for us so that we can radically give to others. And we believe in a God who keeps working in our lives so that we can simply rest in him, knowing he's in control, that he's got us. And before you dismiss this as just positive thinking, remember that Jesus couldn't perform many miracles in his homeland due to people's lack of faith. But then moments later, he walks on water and feeds 5,000 people because that community, those communities, did have faith. But here's the last thing we have to do in order to make Jesus known so that lives and communities will be transformed. You have to leave. You have to leave the building. What I mean by this is church is not a building. We know that. Church is not a weekend activity. Hopefully we know that. It's a way of life. It's the way of Jesus. You see, the success of our church is how well we live when we leave the church. It's about our own transformation. It's if coming to the well community church isn't helping you connect with Jesus, if it isn't helping you grow in your relationship with Jesus, if it's not helping transform you through the power of the Holy Spirit, then what are we even doing here? The success of our church isn't on how well we do church and what ministries we have available and what we have to offer. The success of our church is how we live when we leave the church because that's what's going to impact the community. That's what's going to make a difference. Let's go back to the woman at the well here. She doesn't stay there. I love this part of the story. She doesn't build a monument, a memorial, a church. She simply encounters Jesus and she leaves. She goes and she tells others. She tells others in her community about Jesus and they witness her transformation. And because of their witness of her transformation, they're drawn to Jesus. And then they say, we're not just, we're not just spectators of her. We've actually encountered Jesus now. I, I use this term success lightly and carefully, but it's the truth. If we are going to make an impact in the Binbrook community and beyond, we have to understand and believe that this is bigger than any one of us. We have to believe that God can do it, and then we have to allow God to transform us as we leave the building and make an impact in the community. It's about you and I making a difference. 
I love this imagery of the well. I, as you can tell, I get really passionate about it because this is what I long for our church to be. I long for it to be a place where we come for nourishment, a place where we come to be refreshed and restored and renewed, to, to connect with Jesus, to connect with one another in our, in our journey with Jesus, but to also grow in our understanding of who he is and who we are in light of him. But then also being a place where we, we have the chance and opportunity to give back and to serve our community so that we can make a kingdom impact here in Binbrook. But then with the imagery of the well, it's not a place you stay. It's a place you leave. It's where you go out from in order to go back into our communities and where God has placed us and where God might be leading you and to live out of our transformation in order to make Jesus known so that our neighbors, our friends, and our families, lives and their communities will be transformed. You see, I often love ending a message by asking myself a simple question. And it's simply, so what? <laughs> what are the implications? What does this mean for me? Well, let me put it this way. COVID has not stopped our momentum. COVID has not stopped our impact. COVID has not stopped our ministry or our church. Did you hear that? COVID is not stopping our momentum and what God is doing in and through us. I've admitted before that this has been a hard season. I believe we can all agree on that. And I hit a rough spot in the middle of the summer where I just didn't know what to do as a ministry leader, as a pastor, as a husband, as a dad. I was just at a loss. And that's what began feeding into this last series we just did called The Next Right Thing. Because I was just crying out to God saying, God, what is the next right thing I'm supposed to do? Because I'm at a loss here. And as I've been leaning into Jesus and cultivating this practice of simply doing the next right thing, he's been showing me little by little the next steps forward. And he's been building this excitement and this enthusiasm within me. He's been showing me creative opportunities that are possible and how to think outside the box and rethink what ministries we can offer and how we can offer them and what we need in order to offer them and do them well and do them with excellence. This year, I'm gonna be proposing some bold steps to keep our foot on the gas, to keep the momentum up so that we'll keep making an impact for Jesus, so that we'll keep making his name known, keep making him famous, that we'll keep reaching people and families and kids in our community. Soon what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be recording a short video with a 2021 budget update and a proposal and it will be pending approval of our sponsor church and the board that I'm accountable to at Gateway. But I want to get this in front of you sooner than later so that you'll know right where we're at and where we hope to go in the new year. Because I'm excited for what God's putting on my heart. I'm excited for the creative opportunities that we get to explore in this new season. God is at work. God is doing something beyond my imagination and probably any one of us. God is doing something and he's wanting to use you and I to get behind it and to make his name and his glory known in this community.
So after I send out the video, we'll then have a Zoom meeting, probably right in the beginning of December, in case you have questions or you want to hear more information. But it boils down to this, that we must believe that this is bigger than any one of us. We must believe that God can. And we must leave the building and go live our lives among our neighbors, our friends, and our families, sharing with them what Jesus is doing in and through us and invite them into it. This is the mission of the well. Will you be part of it? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your work among us. Thank you so much for this movement that you're doing throughout the world to make your name known, to make your glory known, to restore and renew all things. And God, thank you for inviting us to participate. God, I pray that you speak to each and every one of us right where we are. Show us where you're at work. Reassure us that you are at work and help us to get behind this thing that is so much larger than any one of us. But God, give us the faith we need to believe and to trust that you are able, that you can do this, even if it seems so far out of reach. God, I pray that you continue to strengthen us continue to transform us from the inside out. And as we leave our church gatherings, I pray that you use us among our friends, our neighbors, our families, our communities to bring about hope, to bring about love, to bring about transformation for your glory. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.